Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 175, The Fate of the Furious, Lap 8. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode's brought to you by Amicool, and their battery-operated stroller fan with flexible tripod clip-on fan designed for the baby. It has a flexible tripod legs that's versatile and easy to clip on most strollers, cribs, or carriages. Shout out to Amacool. Well, shout out to Amacool, and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. After the break, we will be joined by Heather Antos once again to talk about the fate of the Furious. But Joe, first up, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to in the last week? Oh, a bunch of stuff. We got our new couches yesterday. We put them together. Mm -hmm. I sent you pictures, and um, I'm really enjoying this new setup of the living room that we have. I'm sitting on one of them right now. It's nice and comfy. So uh, Rachel got her first dose of the vaccine today very cool and oh the last thing was is we watched the movie mank okay right after we finished it uh rachel saw this great tweet that was like i would have much rather had season three of mindhunter yeah um did you guys like mank or no i really liked the character of mank more so than the movie itself like the okay movie so for people bad. for people who don't know mank is about the writing of the screenplay of citizen kane and the yes. script for the movie mank was written by david fincher's father so the character of mank and the story of mank was cool the movie itself overall like this was one that i felt like there was a lot of like inside baseball like there was like a lot of like old hollywood jokes in there that like i just don't uh-huh. get so like none of this made any sense to me like the movie's leading you to be like okay like look it's this guy haha and i'm like i don't know who that guy is so it doesn't matter to me right in that sense a lot was lost on me so i can't like really blame it the character of mank himself was awesome he's like the guy that wrote it that like orson welles kind of you know gets credit for it but he pretty much mm-hmm. wrote, he wrote it all himself so that part was cool and like what else we liked the score of it we thought the score was nice and like it looked decent but it was in black and white overall decent movie it got a ton of fucking nominations though, yeah it so. leads i think it had nine nominations i think it leads all movies i i appreciate mank i don't like mank but then again like i haven't really liked fincher's last three or four movies the first time i've seen them like i just i don't know what it is like i think it just takes longer for me to actually get into them i don't know so like i think i would like it more on second time but I understand why people do love it, but it just I, I was not a huge fan of Mank. It was cool to watch. Like, it was a decent movie, but I'm like, you know, nine nominations for, like, all of these other things. Like, the story is cool, but at the same time, it's like... Well, I think a lot of the nominations were for technical awards, and I think it deserves those. But also Best Picture and Best Director and probably Best Actor and probably Best Screenplay. So Yeah, I, don't I think know. it's all those, too. And I was like, eh, okay. I think Gary Oldman was pretty good in it, so... I thought Amanda Seyfried was great in her part as the she support... She the, was the blonde. The blonde one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was really good, too. I liked, yep, I agree. There was, like, things I liked about it, but overall I wasn't, like, super, like, thrilled with this movie. So, that's how I felt. Anything else in the last week? No, Temptation Island is wrapping up. They did their overnight dates last night. So, that's, like, the last step. Like, you pick, like, one person on the island to, like, spend the night with. That's really awesome. There should be some fucking chaos next week for the finale. Like, when they, like, rebring the couples back together after they've just seen them just, you know, making out and video with other people. So I'm ready for the fireworks next Tuesday. Well, get your popcorn ready as this episode comes out on the main feed. Tune into the finale, the finale of Temptation Island. Yes. Super cool. This past weekend, I spent 10 hours watching The Godfather. Uh, I watched the seven hour cut. 
like what they call the saga or the conversation or whatever it is, okay. the seven hour, like the chronological cut. Because okay. I've never seen that before. The reason I watched that, other than I just wanted to see it again, was because I, in December, I think December, they had released the Coda, the recut of three. Did you hear about this? Vaguely. I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like I heard about it, but I don't know what it is. And like to tell you guys. So, so what is Coppola it? recut Godfather three to make it better. And so on Mike's podcast last year sometime, he and Brian talked about The Godfather 3, and then last month in March, they talked about Coda. They just sort of revisited it. It's better. I don't think 3 is a bad movie. 3 gets a really bad rap. People hate 3, but I don't think 3 is bad. I think 3 is only bad when you compare it to the first two, but the first two are like the two best movies that have ever been made, right? So like it's yeah. hard to compare anything to those. People shit on 3. Have you seen 3 or no? I've seen all of them. At one and two, way more than three. Like, I've seen three probably, like, once through in bits and pieces if it's on TV. Like, not... Definitely not more than once straight through, like, as a watch. So people give three a lot of shit because... Coppola cast his daughter, Sofia Coppola, who's yeah. now the acclaimed director of like Lost in Translation and yep. all those movies, yep. as Mary, as uh, Michael's daughter. Winona was cast in the role and had to drop out like a week or two before they started shooting because of conflicts. And so he recast that part to be his daughter. And she's not great in the movie. I don't think she's bad, but I can understand why people are like, oh, my God, she's the worst part. Of that. It's like, I get it. So in the recut, he makes Michael a little bit more active it's more like, okay, so The Godfather, the first two movies are like what happens, like the, sort of the transition of power from Vito to Michael, and then the Coda's like, and this is where things are now, kind of, right? So it's not exactly like, it is like a full installment, like it's a two and a half hour movie, but it's more of like a follow-up. And so he becomes more of an active participant, I think, in getting, trying to get absolution for his actions. And also they kind of, you know, remove Mary a little bit, like they kind of tone down a little bit of the Sofia Coppola. And I think it's better. Like, I think it's a really good movie. I think a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm never gonna watch three. I heard three sucks. It's like, well, it doesn't. It's actually really yeah. good. Yeah. It's just not as good as the first two. But I wanted to watch the coda, which is two and a half hours. And I was like, let me just watch the the seven hour cut because it, like, it, like it, you know, it's on VHS, like it was on TV, like they had recut it a couple times. Like, I don't exactly know what it's called or, you know, where to get mm-hmm. it. Like, but it's interesting because, like, you know how the second one, it shows, it's like a prequel and a sequel to the first one. So, like, the first one is, you know, Vito gets, so spoilers for The Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, Vito gets shot and so Michael has to take, you know, and Sony gets, Sony gets killed and Michael takes over and whatever. Yeah. And so the second one is a prequel in that it shows Vito getting to America as Robert De Niro, you know, growing up to Robert De Niro, and then a sequel in, like, Michael trying to, you know, become legitimate and move out to Vegas and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the chronological cut is interesting because, like, De Niro's in the first, like, hour and it just never comes back. It's like, oh, oh, oh right? Okay. Like, it's kind of yeah. weird. And, like, I think some things work better chronologically and i think some things don't work but i mean at the end of the day if you're going to watch these just watch them as movies like watch one and then watch two yep. and then watch coda i think it's great but yeah it was just one of those like okay so i have 10 hours so i watched like five hours of it on saturday and then i woke up and i finished the seven hour thing on sunday morning and then i watched the code on sunday night so just like oh you know with the yankee game in between so just like yeah there's you know not a lot of other time for other stuff but that's cool though i recommend it if you've not seen the godfather check it out it's pretty good <laughs> thanks i'm trying to think if there's anything else oh i started watching a new show on amazon i've only seen one episode yet so i can't really talk too much about it i'm gonna watch the second episode tonight but there's a show do you know about the show invincible no i mean it i, I see again this is something that like i see promos for everything on amazon because i use a fire tv right. so maybe but maybe not so invincible is based on a comic book so robert kirkman who created the walking dead comic and also the show 
created this comic called Invincible, where it's the sign. It's kind of a coming of age story of a son who's the son or, uh, of a boy who's the son of the most powerful superhero on earth, getting powers. And so in the first episode, he gets powers. Okay. I think the first season is like eight episodes, and they dropped three episodes the first day, and then it's one a week after that. So I think right now, as we record, four are out. The fifth one comes out this Friday. So by the time this hits the main feed, there will be five of the eight out. But I'm enjoying it. Like, I I, don't, I almost don't want to talk about it. Is it 30 minutes or an hour? It's 45. It's, there's yeah, no, I mean, there's 40. no commercials, but it's 45. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it's, it's close to a full hour. There's a very drastic tonal shift in the first episode where I'm like, okay, like, oh. this is interesting. Like, there's something, because I've been getting good reviews. And like, it, the, the, the voice acting, because it's animated, is stacked. Like, there's just, it's a crazy number of people that, you know, and even like in big parts and small parts, whatever. Like, it's just, it's amazing how many people that got to act in this. And I'm like, this is good, but it's not, you know, I, I don't really see. And I'm like, oh, Okay, this is interesting now. So okay, cool. If you're if you don't have superhero burnout, uh, check yeah. it out because yeah. I'm Prime for free. As us talking, did you watch um, Captain America and Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I've seen the first two, so I'm two behind on that. I, okay, so it's not like done yet either. There are six wait. in total. There's gonna be six total. There's four so next out. Friday, yeah, next Friday the 23rd, I think is the finale. Cool. Okay, so that's now it's about time for me to start it. <laughs> Then. Yeah, you have essentially like ten days to until the final episode or something. Yeah, that's okay. That that could be like a weekend. Project As this episode for us. comes out in three days, the finale will air. Perfect. I don't mind waiting like one week or two right. weeks, but I I can't wait eight weeks or six weeks. Like I have to be able to watch like four to decide whether or not I like it. It feels different committing to four in one night as it does to four across four weeks. I mean, like obviously I'm gonna watch it because it's the fucking Marvel shit, right? Like you, if you watch one, you, you right. can watch them all. But at the same time, I'm like, just let me stack them so I can watch a bunch and then be ready for the finale. So, and there is a loose sort of connection to the Fastiverse. Sort of, this is a very vague and not exactly accurate. It is accurate, but a vague sort of loose connection to the Fastiverse that you will see. I don't think you'll recognize it at the end of the first episode, and I don't even know if you'll recognize it when it's more apparent in the second episode. But probably not. Once you start watching it, I will let you know. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to remind me. There was well, we were just watching something, and I like looked at Rachel. I was like, "Oh yeah," like, and I like said something, and she was like, "You didn't recognize that guy till then, huh?" And I was like, "Nope. We've we've played this game a million times over." So right. Yeah, I don't even know if you know who this person is, but you know, we'll get to it when we get to it. Cool. I'm trying to think if there's anything else of note. I don't know that there is. So we have a Patreon page: Too Fast, Too Forever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of Ooh. High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato Di Donato, and Jessica Collins, aka Mon. Tez, thank you all so much for supporting the $5 level or above. Joe, like the last two episodes, pick a number between one and eight. I think you did three and you did six. So pick another number. Then I'm going to take eight, six, eight, my birthday. Our undying love and affection. If you sign up at TooFast2Forever.com, we will love you forever and ever and ever. Thank you. Amen. (laughs) Michael, do you renounce Satan? I do renounce him. (laughs) Boom. But yeah, TooFast2Forever.com. We do episodes early, bonus episodes. Yeah. We put out a bonus episode recently with Mr. Baseball. We got an exciting thing to announce at the end of this episode Ooh. to tease. Next what week's is episode is part of a larger 
development, which we will talk oh, about. Oh, I remember that part now. Okay, cool. Stay tuned for that at the end of this episode. But too fast, too forever.com for the Patreon, please and thank you. So, okay, we have an email address, family at cageclub.me. And Joe, I think I want to, this episode in particular, I want to invert this. And before we do the mailbag, I want to do on the streets. Because That's a good idea. Almost all the mail is about one thing that happened on the streets. And it's a thing that we are going to be in a predicament for the next six weeks. No, 10 weeks? End of June, right? Next 10 yeah, weeks. Yeah, I think so. Because the trailer, the second trailer, like, the second really. full trailer came out for F9 today, and I have not watched it, and I do not plan to watch it, because so, you watched it, yes. and you said, do not watch it. We were actually talking, it was me, you, and Wes, and you were saying about how the trailer's coming out, and I said, you know, guys, I'll take one for the team, I'll give this a watch. I was like, you guys should probably not watch that. Not because... There's spoilery things in it, but those things you're not going to be able to avoid, right? We've, like, I've already had two sort of big things spoiled, both via social media go ahead, and you also can say them, because if you have them spoiled, email. then go ahead. I guess, yeah. If you, oh, So if you're listening, we're not going to overtly talk about the trailer. No. So if you don't want, like, minutia spoiled, you're fine. Yes. If you don't want anything spoiled, I guess you Good jump luck. ahead a little bit. Good luck. Also good luck, yeah. Yeah. But I know that they are closing in on space. Which okay. we knew from Ludacris running his mouth. Yes. And I also know that there are magnets, which apparently this whole trailer is about magnets, because we knew that work? from the Super Bowl commercial that there were magnets and that you're like, oh, that looks like a magnet, right? So yes. we knew those two things, but that seems to be like two big takeaways. Those are the two biggest spoilers that will get picked up by like Slash Film and stuff like that. The reason that I told you not to watch this is because I know that we spend so much time watching the Fast and the Furious Minute, and it has trained my brain and eyes to look for very, very subtle clues of things because we all because we watch the scenes over and over again, and we like start piecing things together that we might not have seen. So, did you watch this trailer once or more than once? Only once, okay. and even in watching the trailer only once as the sacrificial lamb that I was being, I was. <laughs> I watched it, and I started to notice minutia that I was like, these could mean very interesting things. If this, like, if I see this, that means that X, Y, and Z must have happened, or X, Y, and Z will happen. We're so ingrained in this, and we've seen these so many times. And there's so many things that we've talked about on the periphery of Fast and the Furious that some of those things might get answered. That would be interesting to talk about with you, but I don't think that it's worth you spoiling it and also thinking about this, because what's going to be the fun if we go into Fast and Furious 9 and we predict everything everything that happened, knowing everything that happened or predicted everything that happened? So the only thing that can come out of this is that you learn way too much, that you get the set pieces spoiled, because it's like, it's again, three and a half minutes, and I think that it, it probably shows from my guess now, like the two biggest action sequences, I know that no matter how hard, like unless you didn't look at it and just listen to it, there's no way that you wouldn't catch some of the things that I caught. The cool thing about it, and the thing that I wanted to tell you and I've been expressing to you, is that it seems like it's going to be awesome for us. Specifically, like everything that we want to see, Justin Lin coming back is very apparent throughout it. And I won't express so more. So paintball subplot confirmed. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. What? Who is the guy from Community? Who's the main guy? What's his name? Joel McHale. Joel McHale. Yeah, Joel McHale's in the trailer. <laughs> um, no, but like Justin Lin being back is 
is very apparent, more so than eight. There's like a lot of things that we've talked about that Justin Lin does in his movies that seems to be the exact direction that he's going. So in that sense, I think it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. I'm super hype. Every, all of you guys have been messaging us, emailing us, everything. Everybody seems super hype about it. I absolutely agree. I'm trying to save Joey from the minutia spoilers that I'm seeing. So here is a request to you, dear listeners. Don't spoil shit via email or on social media. No, and if you but want, I mean, If you need to talk about it, direct message Joe somewhere. For like sure. Either yeah, yeah. on our Facebook page... Um, message there or figure out another way but like i'm trying to remain at least relatively pure our boy jason tweeted a picture at us which i, I saw other places too exactly. i think exactly. maybe I, I think actually probably saw on his instagram as well so i only saw it via him you were gonna see it it's gonna get picked like i was probably space gonna see it. space is gonna get picked up magnets because they like even say magnets this time even though we kind of assumed it was magnets from the last one so like yeah those kind of things but i don't even think that those are the biggest spoilers that i saw because i was looking at different things that i was noticing and i was like oh shit and like there's something that i really think is a huge thing that like I don't want to tell you about that, like, I'm excited to talk to you about, but, like, it's not worth ruining for you. So, well, there's like, one other thing that I know that what I've seen on Jason's stuff again, as well as just how the trailer begins and also the tagline that they're using. So I know that they go back to 1327, which we knew. Which we, we knew, knew that. Yeah, yeah. And I also know that, like, uh, there's some kind of Brian might be back in some way or something. That's okay. also I know from from Jason's stuff. I don't know the context. I don't know if that's actually true or not. But you know, I'm, I'm trying to stay pure. That's all I'm cool. trying to do. Yeah. I'm trying to be surprised because it's hard to be surprised anymore. It is hard to be surprised anymore, especially with something like this. But I think if you have a shot, now is probably your shot. The trailer looks fucking awesome, and I I can't be more excited. It really looks like this is going to be wonderful for us. You know, like cool. as teetering as we were on eight. You know, like, uh, eight's good, but, like, whatever. And, like, Hobbs and Shaw was a lot of fun, but that doesn't really feel like a main installment of the... This feels like it's going to be main installment of Fast and Furious, everything we want. Well, I mean, I love eight now. Like, I genuinely love eight now. This one looks like it's going to hit, like, five. Wow. That's... That's... Strong statement that's That's what i'm saying like going into it this is what it feels like this is what it's looking and feeling like it looks like it's gonna it's like trying to hit that wow so okay uh what will also certainly hit level you know fast five levels is this friday as we're recording spy racers season four out on netflix So as you listen to this, the the season is available. I I thought we had completely forgotten this. You think we might have talked about it? I don't know I'm if we did or not. Convinced that we talked about it, but I have no I don't think that we that. did. You're you're probably right. Yeah, and and Wes said that he didn't hear us talk about it. So so our plan right now is to just do one episode, but we're going to do it with Nico and Keva. So we got to figure out when to do that. We'll drop it as a bonus episode because I just didn't factor into the schedule because like it you know like a month ago they're like hey there's more it's like, <laughs> yes oh, okay and then you don't hear anything else about it for a month and then they're like it right. releases Friday and you're like fuck okay mm-hmm. so Spy Racer season four out Friday April sixteenth whenever you're listening to this that's probably either today or in the past if you want to listen if if you want that to be today too fast too forever.com <laughs> any other news that you've seen about the fastiverse oh, the trailer just ate everything so mailbag family at cage club dot we've got a handful of emails some that i'm just straight up not going to read so we'll, we'll figure that out we love but, you guys and thank you for writing in and thank yep. you for talking about the trailer joey kind of like copied and pasted some of them straight to me without reading them and yes, I'm very excited about the trailer too. But 
I'm, I'm hoping that he doesn't read them because I'm trying not to spoil it for him. So thank yes. you. Yes. So our first email from Hector. This is from right after we recorded the last episode from last week. Subject line replacement answer question for minute three. So this is the Too Fast, Too Furious minute document. The question that we asked about what happened to the fourth driver. Yes. Remember? Yes, yes, yes. I do the remember. The question verbatim was, why does Tej call Brian to fill in for a missing racer in the film's opening race? Hector says, change the answer. There wasn't a fourth driver to he was busy shooting a porno. I'll okay. write in for an update on some other day. <laughs> Viva Too Fast, Too Forever. And then he puts a picture of the girl from Suki's crew that has porn on her shirt. Uh. So... You know, it's it's in universe shooting it's a porno. It's in universe, yeah. Jerry sends in an email that is F9 trailer two. That's what I copied and pasted to you. I yep. am not going to read that. So sorry, Jerry, but also I'm with you, Jerry. Thank I you, agree Jerry. though. I'm hyped too. Alex sends an email called Fast Nine Magnets. So I'm going to copy and paste this last paragraph because I read the first two and I'm like, ooh, it's teetering. Read that, please, to yourself. See if that's okay for me to read. Yeah, no, it's not okay for you to read. <laughs> okay. Definitely not. Well, let me let me read the, up, the email up to that point, and then you can share your thoughts on that paragraph. Okay. He says, here's a new trailer for Fast 9. Please actually open this. Probably no spoilers. And what it is, it's the Insane Clown Posse fucking magnets. How do they work? Video. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the first thing I said when you got, when you were saying magnets today, but yes. So I generally avoid trailers for things I know I'm going to see, but Instagram caught me in a weak moment, and I watched a new trailer that released today, and the trailer is basically a three-minute long ICP meme. Yes, And it then is. it's the magnets thing. So then I did not read this last paragraph. What am I avoiding? I did not specifically notice this. But that would make a lot of sense. He, he makes a notice of something that happened in the trailer that's like a small minutia part. Is this leading us to believe something else will happen later in the movie as they like to do? I agree, because we've seen pretty much that exact same blueprint before. So, yes, I agree, Alex. Sorry for everyone else for being vague, but <laughs> y- y- just deal, okay? Just know that there's like some small parts of the movie that look like they're going to be playing bigger parts in the later movie. Alex made a really good spot. I agree. If you want to know, message our Facebook page or message me. Alex. Or, or me. Joe. Yeah, yep. either one. And the last email from Montez, subject line, catching up. I know this one's safe to read because it's Montez and she is not caught up on... <laughs> Anything. Even those came in today. Okay. Turbo episode. I've always had black olives on tacos. If I'm making tacos at home and it doesn't have black olives, it's not complete. So you were saying, I can't believe that anybody, I've never even seen black olives and tacos. I'm like, Moe's has them. But Montez yeah. apparently all about it. Interesting. Nachos, yes. Tacos, I'm not sure. But okay. She says, monster trucks. I went to a monster truck rally once when I was in fifth grade and it was an experience. Dot, dot, dot. And that's all she says. <laughs> okay. Answering a question you asked recently, my dude is only one and a half. He's been obsessed with cars and things with wheels since he was about seven months old, specifically lawnmowers. Kids like vacuum cleaners and like all kinds of weird shit like that. Lawnmowers? You can get them. Well, I guess you can't get them. I was like, you can get him one of those push mowers. Then I'm like, well, that's just like knives on a thing that spins. Probably not the best for small children. Well, it's like the opening of Frankenhooker, which is a wonderful horror movie that's set in Hohokus, New Jersey, which is near where I went to college. And it opens with this guy making his girlfriend's father for his birthday or Father's Day or something, a self-driving lawnmower that accidentally goes rogue and runs over his girlfriend and chops her to bits and pieces. So he spends the rest of the movie trying to find the perfect body parts to recreate his girlfriend. Uh, so what I'm saying is lawnmowers are dangerous. Lawnmowers are dangerous, especially for very small children. I don't think about these things like, I know that that probably sounded pretty outrageous to people with children, but like, I don't ever have fucking children around me. So I never have to think about what is dangerous or not to children. Spoiler, everything is dangerous. <laughs> yes, one, everything is dangerous. But at the same time, I'm always like, 
oh, like, a kid would really like this. And I'm like, no, probably not. That sounds like that sounds a really bad idea for children, so. She says, I'm so glad you both got my postcards. I'm trying to revive Postcard Club over here. I'm not sure why I didn't do this at the beginning of the pandemic, so I'm trying to make up for lost time. I loved it. It really made my day. Thank you so much. Rachel's mom sends a lot of postcards. Like, I, th- I think I told you about one of them that just, like, she sent us a postcard. And she was like, don't eat here. Or something. <laughs> you know what I like? Sure. And then And then sometimes, like, her and her friends get drunk, and they'll just, like, I'll be like, hey, and like, it'll just be like 50 different handwritings of like, hello. And she just puts that in the middle. Like, it's just pretty cool. It's it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. Like, it makes me really happy because you just get a postcard and it's like, we had fun tonight. And then that's it. It's just like, you got like a group text from a bunch of people you don't know. So. And the final note, she says, not to bury the lead, but we've made it. I'm all caught up. It's been a journey. Now time to watch all the movies and the other podcasts I've been neglecting. Stay safe and much love from Virginia Montez. Well, congratulations, Montez. I hope. I hope you've heard all of the Patreon bonus episodes, too. I wonder if that's been the case or not, because you might be four or five back that you've not heard yet. Yeah, you gotta go listen to them, because it gets super wild. Only every once in a while. Only when Brian's on. You didn't hear the beginning of the new Twilight episode, right? Yeah, it's not out yet. yet. Brian, like, starts the episode out like that, and Kate's like, what is this thing you're doing with the microphone? I was like, I think he's just used to, like, being... Because we had just recorded Gung Ho, like, right before it, and Mm -hmm. he was, like, doing the voice to start the thing. (laughs) So there's, like, a whole bit at the beginning about that. That comes out Monday the 26th. So next week on the main feed... Monday, you figured out. Look at the calendar. I can't yeah. do this math anymore. I can't do the dates anymore. Same. But Brian's episode 200 comes out Monday the 19th. So either yesterday Ooh. or next week, depending on when you're listening to this. So very, very exciting. Congratulations to Brian. Congrats, Brian. He doesn't listen to this. Nope. Fruity food man himself. That's all the emails today. Family at cageclub.me. Thank you all for writing in. If you want to write in family at cageclub.me, we'll read it on the next episode. Joe, Young Rock episode, I want to say six, My Baby Only Drinks the Good it's Stuff. It's eight. It's episode eight. Eight. Whoa, shit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wow, you're right. Well, I mean, I saw it on Hulu when I played it. It was like, episode, I was like, Rachel's at episode seven. She was like, no, I think we watched that one. I was like, okay, episode eight it is. So I'm still enjoying the show, but I'm beginning to get a little tired of like, this is when I learned this lesson. And this is about <laughs> yes, being yes. honest, which I felt like you already, you already learned to be honest. So I don't, and you already I don't know. learned to be poor too. So I don't know what this episode was, where it fit, but um, he was carrying this the the story along i guess i'm glad that they gave karen the self-awareness so this is about he's trying to impress karen again he's trying to get back yes. with karen trying to you know still carry out the charade that he is wealthy and at the end you know he, he's like oh here's my house and she's like no this is the mayor's house like i've thrown up here or whatever yeah and i like that they she admits that she's shallow yes but she's more upset that she that he lied to her and i think that's kind of a cool like yeah this girl is kind of the stereotypical you know again not that she is but stereotypical like dumb hot high school girl right and but she's she's more than that uh maybe just slightly more than that but smart enough to know uh no like you you lied to me that that matters more like i'm not happy that you're poor but like i would have been okay with it if you were honest about it right so yes um this kind of foiled something that i was thinking that like the one woman that she cleans the house for is karen's mom because he now has gone to karen's house and if he didn't recognize that that's the house that he stole the purse from, right. then it's probably not her mom. We learned that Karen has a twin sister, for God only knows what reason so far. Identical twin sister, yep. Yeah, identical twin sister. Don't know. Don't don't get it. Rocky's dad was trying to, like, reinvigorate his love with his mom because she's mad at him. There was something egregious that happened in this episode, though. 
do you have any more that you want to talk about this episode? Well, I think it's very funny that, like, last episode you were like, okay, so here's a theory. Karen's mom is the rich woman. And then this episode, the rich woman's like, cool, bye, I'm done on the show. Like, I'm yes. leaving for a while. It's just like, oh, nope, not only are you not right, but you're way wrong. I'm way wrong. And then they're like, here, they're just rubbing it in my face that I'm wrong because they're like, he mm-hmm. goes to Karen's house. Yes, I know. Yes, that was funny. So the background of this episode is that The Rock is oh, in yes. Philadelphia. Yep. Because he ate a protein-style cheesesteak, and Philadelphia almost rioted. Like, he's, like, now, like, losing in the polls because he didn't eat a cheesesteak on bread. Which actually is, you know, pretty true. We've seen this happen to candidates before. They eat something weird, use a fork and a knife on something they shouldn't have, and people freak out. Like pizza, yes. Mm -hmm. The thing that got me, and Garrett will be one to attest to this, is that at the end of this episode, he goes through the whole episode, tells a story, whatever, whatever, and he gets to the end, and he's like, I'm going to eat a real cheesesteak now. And this guy in the crowd yells, go Eagles. And I was like, he would have yelled, go Birds. And I fucking know it. And he knows it. And The Rock knows it. And why they had to say Eagles to appease the masses and not stay true to their Philly selves made me angry. Also, if Philly people say Eagles, it sounds more like Eagles than yes. Eagles. Yeah, so. I was I was disappointed. And then The Rock reconfirms to him, he says, go Eagles. Like, I was like, you gotta give me one go birds in there. Because, like, that's what they would have fucking said, so. Well, we all know how much you love the Eagles, so. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I don't, but, like, at least stay true. Like, if you're gonna sell me that you grew up in Bethlehem, PA, and you're gonna throw a go Eagles in there, you gotta throw a go birds in there. Because now you just look like a fucking, you look like a hypocrite, like the same thing you did when you ate the protein-style cheesesteak in the show, so. You look like a hoser to take Canadian parlance. Exactly. Who knows? I don't know, man. Good point, though don't like it we got five more episodes probably five more damn i'm guessing 13 we know so they added another one on wiki so for sure there there are at least for sure 10 feels like 10 to me we're getting close to the end here i mean who knows we don't i don't we have not said this yet but like the high school and college the rocks yes are going to be probably in every movie for the next decade because they're both really good and yes, just like yes so yes. they're so handsome they're great actors they're very charismatic like yeah it must be so hard to catch and like the you know the kid's good too but the kid they've basically been like hey you know like this little kid rock like we're, we're just really not gonna do much with him like he's just like we, we get it he gets no screen time and he's like my favorite one of the three to be honest with you but you're right the two kids that play the high school and the college age rock are yeah. great actors they're doing a good job so i can't imagine how difficult it is to cast like hey you know how like the rock is like this perfect embodiment of like charisma and muscle and suave and all this different stuff like okay go find three people who were like that it's like wait what hold on what yeah exactly so, yeah I agree. but yeah like they're they're probably gonna be in everything they're great like every, the show was so well cast and well acted and just you know I'm, I'm a little tired of like the structure of it like a oh here's a you know once we get out of the framing device of like i'm in modern day and i made a mistake or whatever with this is how i learned about it or whatever yes yes yes. like once we're out of, once we're past that if we just like go and in, straight into the whatever like i'm not trying to cut the rock himself out of it but like if we just went right into the episode and just like oh this Agreed. is an episode about whatever yep. Yep. Different framing thing, right? So that's exactly what it was this episode. The the framing is getting tiring for me. Yeah. And it's only like a minute at the top and a minute at the end. It may be like thirty seconds in the middle. Like it's not a but lot, but it's get, like we could get totally get the same thing without the bookends. I absolutely sure. agree with you. Yep. But then in that way, like the rock is not in the show, right? So it's just like, well, yeah. you, you know, he has to be there. So so tonight as this episode comes out, episode nine, the next Tuesday, episode ten. So Cool. Keep I'm watching. excited. I'm gonna watch them. Yeah. Yeah. So the final thing to do before we take a break and bring in Heather is the Fast and the Furious Minute for Too Fast, Too Furious. Minute six, a minute I called, Remember Me When You Wax, I. 
happening, dude. Thanks for the invite. No problem at all, man. Just uh, just remember me when you wax, all right? They got deep pockets? <laughs> Real deep. What's up, Suki? What's up, Bullet? What do you say we kick it in, Nickel? Perate, perate, Cano. Nobody said nothing about raising the stakes. If that's the case, why don't you ask these nice people here to back off the line so you can go home? A quote that I had never heard before. I've never heard. Yeah, I I saw that you you posted the tweet, and I was like, that must be what he says. And then I saw the title, and I was like, yep. Because every other line in this, I think, is I don't want to call it iconic because like it's not, but like every other line, I'm like, oh yeah, like what's happening, dude? Thanks for the invite. No problem at all, kick man. They got deep pockets, kicking a nickel, whatever. Yeah. But just remember me when you wax. I. It's like. Okay. So in this minute, Brian pulls up to the starting line and greets Tej and his adoring fans. Brian says hi to Suki and proposes raising the stakes a nickel. Orange Julius gets cold feet, but starts to cave after Brian shames him. And the big takeaway here, I think, is Brian is adored by this crowd. Yeah, they're hype. Everyone in the crowd knows who Brian is. They love him. Yeah, they're really excited. Somebody shouting out, I love you, Bullet. That's right. That's right. There is like one girl in the background shouting this. That's right. We've talked about it before, but we need these characters to understand what a nickel is, which they might, and also what 35 large means, because we don't think that they're racing for $35,000. It's probably 3500 kicked a nickel like 500 but like... I think he kicks it, he tries to kick it up five grand, but we do, we have no comp... It, I don't know, they just use words. The money terms we've learned last movie are very, very vague. I think it's all about just sounding cool, right? It is, it is. It's a lot of sound bites. The only other thing that I noticed, because there's not a lot from me in this minute, I want to hear what you said, but like there's... Or I want to hear what you found, but in the background here, there is a song called On and On and On by the Dungeon Family. Do you know this group, the Dungeon Family? No, I do not. But I spoiler, I read what you put in the document. So go ahead. Yeah, I just copied and pasted this from Wiki or from Google or whatever. But I was listening to this song because it's not like it's not one of like the ludicrous like, you know, act a fool where it's like, yeah, yeah, we're just like this is like where it's like the movie is like, okay, what you want to pay attention to right now is this song by Ludacris. And then like we're going to like fade it out so you can watch the visuals like but like they hit you in the face hard with like act a fool. It's like this is what you're listening to. And now we're going to transition like this is all just under sound effects, under dialogue. And I'm listening. I'm like, this sounds like Outcast. Like, what the fuck? Like, this sounds like Big Boy. And I'm like, what? What is this? And I, I Shazam. And Shazam actually gets it. Shazam's not always great with these. Yeah. And I'm like, this. I guess. Like, I don't know what the Dungeon Family is. And I Google, and Dungeon Family is an Atlanta-based hip hop collective with members from Outcast, Organized Noise, Goody Mob, Parental Advisory, and a bunch of other bands. Like, and they had a compilation album which has one called Even in Darkness, which is right in the right era and this song on and on and on but like there's stuff on here like by big boy like it, it is it's, it's the song Mike, like Bubba yeah. sparks like you have like a bunch of people really really crazy um no it feels, I like, it feels too this. big that i've never heard of that we never heard it you know it feels like how do we not know that this like super like i in like white rock music it's this is a super group right but this is just yes, like a hip-hop yes. collective right but like how does it how is this many people uh, future? Like, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know if they, like, maybe they never had, like, a real hit. 
and if they would have had like one hit we would have known about it even like i love hip-hop music and like i didn't know about this but like i mean this is a hit enough to be in a multi-million dollar hollywood yeah, blockbuster yeah. i'm guessing this is also like just you know ludicrous coming from that scene and being like oh if you want something that, like is affordable but cool like that'll give you some street cred here's this thing right so maybe yes. that's it but like it's a good it, it, it's a cool song i don't think like the southern rappers get a ton of respect it comes in waves right it's like depends on like what the actual year is between like you know it seems like one or two summers in a row you'll get like a bunch of harlem rappers and then one or two summers in a row you'll get a bunch of like socal rapper it's just like it's just how it works so i don't know but i totally missed this and that's a really cool fact i didn't know what the dungeon family was so i agree that like they don't get the respect they deserve like this is in the era where like Outcast is about to explode, or they're already exploding, and Outcast Ludacris is huge. Yeah, Outcast and Ludacris is huge, huge, right? So like this is like you know the Southern hospitality. This is this yeah. whole scene. So like if we don't know one from then, I don't know, man. It's 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 just wild. But like now I got an album to find her, you know, to explore, right? So yep. even It'll in darkness, cool yeah. It's a lot of names that we do know and we do like, so I'd be interested. So what do you find this minute? Anything new of note? There's not a lot here because we're just staring at Brian and Tej and Orange Julius pretty much the whole minute. Um, I got a couple new stickers on Brian's skyline. I got some of the buildings in the background. One of the coolest things that I found was it finally, finally at the end of the minute cuts back far enough that you get a street sign and you see that they're in Little Havana, but you can't see the title of the street that they're on, but you can see that. Those were the main cool things. I was like looking for Transmissiones store and I only found one in Argentina. I was like looking for, there, you can't really even see signs in this. So it was hard. So unless you have a better idea, like this is an easy trivia question, I think. But like, we, it's, it's also okay to have a gimme every once in a while. I the only so. thing I can think of in this one is who suggests raising the stakes for the opening race? Brian, Orange Julius, Slapjack, Suki, Ortez is Brian. I like that a lot because because of how hard our quizzes get, uh-huh. And because we where we will end up, a gimme one starts to play with your brain. And also, this could equally be Tej, right? Like, as much as we know that it's Brian, you know that they're talking, and you don't... And he says, like, oh, they have deep pockets. I like it. It, does, it doesn't bother me at all. The only other thing that I could think of is, like, how much does Brian want to raise the stakes? And it's a nickel. If you make it anything else, it's like, well, he could mean 500. He could mean 5,000. We don't know what a nickel means in their terms. He says nickel. Who suggests raising the stakes for the opening race from minute six? Remember me when you wax. I And the answer is Brian. Yeah, works for me. All right, let's take a break. Let's bring in Heather Antos to talk about the fate of the furious for the eighth time. Fate in lap eight. Ooh. episode number 175, The Fate of the Furious. This episode is brought to you by Amacool. With its 360-degree angled head and three speeds, their stroller fan's head can adjust to vertically and horizontally for any direction to create the perfect cooling breeze for your baby. Shout out to Amacool. Well, shout out to Amacool, and welcome back to Too Fast, Too Forever, as promised, as delivered, 
once again for the eighth time of, well, I guess ninth, including the intro interview. True, yeah. Two more episodes. We got the Hobbs and the Shaw, and then we got the Eggs interview, where we find out her definitive rankings, even a spoiler, Fury 7, probably number one, because... <laughs> Seems it ain't like this it. movie. It ain't this movie. I can tell you that much. With us once again is Heather Antos. Hello, Heather. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having Glad me. Glad to have you as always. Yeah. Now, I had to receive some, I don't want to say mean texts from you, but you <laughs> texted me, what, the- what did you make me watch? And I was like, shrug emoji. That wasn't that wasn't mean. That's that's I think exasperation is the word I okay. describe. I will say that was sent before the state of the baby scene. In which case, your yes. mood one eightyed, and you were like, Should "This change. is the movie I want to say." Tyler, who I made sit through eight with me, he and I have decided we now want to do an entire podcast series about Jason Statham. Well, so. St- Statham is a personal favorite of one of our main listeners and contributors, uh, Wes Hampton. Um, I think he's seen most, if not all, of Statham's movies. We have not done a Statham lap yet. We will do a Statham lap eventually. I think, again, we need to do... We can't do a lap about a dude who's not Paul Walker before <laughs> we do a lap about Dom, about Vin Diesel, right? Yes, like, yes, that's just, yes, yes. We can't show disrespect to the Godfather like that. I can. Yes. I know that you can, but you're also not running this show and not <laughs> want to talk to Vin Diesel one day. We will do a stay of the month, I think, at some point. There'll, there'll be ways to weave his movies into other things, but he's got a great catalog. You are, And he's also got some real stinkers that we will be he covering. He does. He absolutely does. Yeah, I feel like I've watched... I would ha- I would have to go through IMDb to like actually go through, but I've watched a lot of Statham films. Let me actually look on Letterboxd right now. Letterboxd is not exactly perfect because like they sometimes have like short films and upcoming stuff, so it's not exactly spot on. But 54? He's in 54 movies, and I've seen 23 of them. Okay. That's a lot. That's, yeah, that's a lot. lot. Including his 12, his 13 most popular. The, the, the most popular one that I've not seen is The Transporter. I've not seen any of The Transporter movies. You've not seen those? Yeah. I think those are like the first ones that I saw that I like knew it was Jason Statham in. If we want to do a Statham cast, like the, the Crank movies and yep. Spy are just They're so snatch. Fun. Also, The Fate of the Furious. True. Very uh, true. Whoa. Whoa. What a segue. So before we get into the conversation, Heather, we've got two either or questions for you. Are you ready for these? I am so ready. Would you rather die in a fiery explosion or by drowning in icy water? Oh, fiery explosion. Hands down. Okay. Reasoning? Because uh, drowning is terrible. That makes sense. And I hate okay. being cold. I also I hate, hate being, being hot, but I feel like that would go faster. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we have this conversation every time and like it's they're both miserable. They're, they're, they're both, both miserable, but I think it depends. Well, I've decided I'm at the epicenter of the explosion. Yep. So I die nearly immediately. I remember when I was little and like playing a lot of video games, I remember telling my mom, you know, mom, I thought about it a lot. And like, I'd rather die like instantly in a bomb explosion than like getting stabbed and bleeding to death. She's like, why are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> why are you thinking about that? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I just, you know, it just something came into my head. She's like, well, don't think about that. I was, like, <laughs> I was probably like five or six. Yeah, man. Video games. Shit yeah. happens. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I'm looking through. Sorry not to derail, but I'm looking through Statham's filmography right now and his first two credits are as dancers background dancers and now i have to watch these vin diesel came from the world of like music and dance as well right too so yeah so they get things in common yeah but now i just i i have to watch him i have to i think i've seen a jason statham video of him dancing in something much like the vin diesel one 
Yeah. Now that I, and recently it just came back up in like some kind of meme or something on social media. I saw it. So yeah, I, I need to, I'm making a note to do some research after recording. Okay, Google, uh, Jason Statham dancing. Delight me with these, please. <laughs> All right, Heather, the second question. No context. Answers however you want. Although okay. it is from the movie. Revenge of the Nerds or The Dark Knight? Um, The Dark Knight. A lot of Dark Knight answers. A lot of Dark Knight. Well, that's... Overwhelmingly that's, Dark Knight. That's... I mean, that's our generation, you know? And I have more personal ties to that than Revenge of the Nerds. True. It's... I mean, it's also purely subjective, like all these questions. Oh, but absolutely. at the end of this movie... When, you know, when Roman is trying to hit on Ramsey unsuccessfully. Yes. And he says, you want revenge of the nerds, meaning Tej, or the Dark Knight, meaning himself. So it's not necessarily that. Like, we're not saying you would prefer Tyrese or Ludacris. Just not saying Roman or Tej. It. Just whatever the question, right? Food all over the place. Exactly. Dark Knight or revenge of the nerds, right? So. Yes. All right, Heather. The Fate of the Furious. Have we made you furious? What do you think? Hit us with your initial Coolest thoughts. Oh. Well, so it's... And then cool moment, yeah. I had a very interesting experience watching this movie it, there's there's i don't know if y'all know but it's long and a lot happens <laughs> yes i just i had an adventure <laughs> watching it i had fun watching it but i don't know if i necessarily enjoyed watching it okay the the more that the movie has sat with me and like in my head not been two and a half hours but is now just like shrunk down to like an hour and a half version in my head i now love it but i never want to watch it ever again interesting really okay. yeah good. so i so i, I don't like i don't know how to say like how i feel i love the version in my head okay <laughs> but because of that i never want to watch it ever again because i feel like i'm just gonna get upset <laughs> okay that's better than we thought. A little bit of context, a little bit of history here. Is that this is one of the, I would say, widely considered one of the worst in the franchise. I could see that. That I think that one of the big sentiments when it came out was that it betrays what makes the Fast and Furious the Fast and Furious. That pitting Dom against the family feels like a betrayal of like what this franchise champions. Knowing what we know now about what's going to come in nine, and we will have you watch the first trailer before we do our exit interview in a couple weeks. Okay. I've come around in a big way on this movie, and I think Joe likes it. I don't know if he likes it, however you want to say this, like as much more as I do since I first watched it. But like knowing that it is setting up the end game, I think to a certain extent, and also having to do like the actual heavy lift and pivot of like, okay, so Paul just died. Whatever we said that we had planned for eight, we can't do anymore because mm-hmm. like Brian's not in the picture anymore. So we have to completely shift this. In the last movie, we we're kind of like vaguely hinting at like, oh, there's going to be other things or whatever. And like, we had a guest come on and say that she thought that it was likely that the baby subplot was probably going to be Brian and Mia. As opposed to Dom. And like other people have said, maybe not, but like. I think that makes a lot of sense. It does, right? And it feels like this movie is doing a lot. It is like resetting the franchise. It's setting up the future. And it's also introducing the Charlie Theron villain. And it's like also it's. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot going on here. And I think knowing the little that we know about Nine and the fact that sort of spoiler but charlie's will be back yeah and like that was all i, I need to so. know like yeah. it's just like oh because if she leaves and just like pieces i'm like that's so unsatisfying yeah this is a movie to your point that like on sort of deeper reflection bodes better initially i think kind of leaves you the sour taste in your mouth and it's just like wait a minute like actually like it's kind of doing a lot like maybe it's not doing it as well as it could have but like yeah it's got a heavy lift and almost arguably a heavier lift than any other movie in the franchise so no far. no i agree like what and i think why i like 
it, one, Charlize is fascinating and just an amazing actress, you know. And she well, just, check out, watch The Throne, the Charlize Theron podcast right here on the Cage Club Podcast Network. <laughs> you know, and, and like, I mean, the cast now has some really, really great charismatic players in it that are just fun to watch. And yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, the story they're building with Cypher and weaving her history in with the family, there's a lot of depth there that I think the previous films lacked and not that that was necessarily a bad thing because the films are maturing as you know the franchise matures yeah like there's just so much to like try and make sense of on top of like the bizarre stuff going on it it was a lot it was a lot to consume (laughs) yeah there's just more there's just more good and more bad in this movie than in a lot of other movies because like no and and I think I agree with you. And I, I hadn't thought about it that way that like it's Dom going against the family and how that so goes against what, you know, these movies are about. You're absolutely 100% right. And and I'm wondering if that's why, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty confident that's why like I was just kind of like this feels weird to me. What I've like come around and how I've like really sold myself on it and now with like, you know, the release of the second trailer today is if you see Eight, and it was just like a one-off thing like you guys were saying i would be kind of disappointed but seeing it as the beginning of another arc like an totally. overarching arc like an eight nine ten or whatever like yeah. an eight nine ten situation in that sense i'm like oh if it's just like the beginning of the like charlise battle to get to the end game then then yeah this could turn out to be way better my ultimate hope was like upon reflection later on when we see you know, nine and 10 that you'll look back and you'll be like, Oh, eight was actually a lot better than we thought. Cause, but it just had to do all this legwork to set up where we were getting to. Honestly, you know what I think would have just, and the subtle thing would have just made it so much better for me. What? That whole debacle happens where she shows up and shows him that phone where obviously on the phone, it's, it's, uh, Elena, Elena, the baby. baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we don't know. And we don't see, I think that if in the next scene, when we saw them or even then, like, he went without thinking twice and it was not a hard decision for him. Like even internally, it might've been a hard decision and tearing him up and everything. There was just a lot where for me, I'm like, it's, 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 it's literally just like, literally you killed hundreds of people probably for a baby (laughs) that you've never met. (laughs) It's family though. We know that he would never betray the family, but this is family. We don't know, know it's his. Had. There's not a paternity test. Are you calling Elena? Like, <laughs> just because the baby's bald and Vin is also bald does not mean it's his baby. I think I think that we should respect Elena's name because she's not here anymore and she can't. Yes, defend because herself. this movie loves to kill off women. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Although know. we don't really see a body, we see her slumped over, arm <laughs> head, so she could. Be oh bad. my God, zombie Elena! She could come back with amnesia. She could, yeah. And Dom looks up to the sky. Maybe she's just in a plane or something. Like at the <laughs> so we were when we were watching it this time, Rachel and I were like, Dom goes, let me introduce you to the most important woman in my life who's not his mother. No, 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 no the most important person in my life. Yeah, even, mo- person even worse. Yeah. Because, no, 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 because it's supposed to be like, is he introducing Letty to the baby or the baby to Letty? And it's it's the, that's the that's the point of that scene. Yes, that, I get like, it. He's still saying that Letty is more important than anything else, but like the baby comes close. Either way, Elena's not involved in that. Brian was not this baby's, he just renamed a baby. Brian was not this baby. Elena had a name for this baby and we don't know what it was. No. The whole, the movie, she says the father no, should yeah, give him the she, name. No, yeah, she, because the middle oh. name was like Marcus or something. 
We've watched this movie nine times now. Yeah, I got that. No, sometimes I just forget stuff. I was so hung up at the end where he's like, and everybody's like waiting, like, what's the baby's name? And I was like, oh, yeah, but you're right. She does say like, no, the issue I didn't with name the end him yeah. is that they name, they, they might as well name him Paul. Yes. Right? Yes. Like that's, that's the issue that yes. like, they're like, hey, we lost an actual member of our family. We want him to live on. We're going to name him baby Brian. But they're really like, hey, this baby's Paul Walker Toretto. Like that's what the baby's named. Yes. Right? I, so, I like, also love that Paul Walker died. So now, like Mia, just doesn't exist in this franchise. Yes, like she, she, she is also coming back though, which is okay. she is. Yeah, I was like, wow, way to like screw this actress out of a recurring job. Like... <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and all we get in this movie is is them being like, we really need to call Brian, and Letty's like, no, leave them alone. No, they have a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with all that said, before we get further into this, Heather, what's your cool moment? What is your pick for the cool moment? one answer in this movie. Ryan, don't lose that cool of yours. That's your meal ticket. I'm um, Jason Statham fighting with a baby. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 100 percent the answer. I, I like. I knew that. That's the answer. This is unanimous. There's no other cooler moment than oh, that. No, I mean there, there's another one. There's there's one or two other ones. There's some cool moments, but that's like the fucking. It's coolest. just. It's so. It's just so fucked up and charming. I thought that that was gonna be a pick by someone. It had to be. So I was thinking of other ones, and I was thinking Dom winning the race and then tossing the car, like tossing his car keys to yeah. his cousin is pretty sure. cool. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, that's pretty, like next, like I won this, I don't even give a fuck about winning, like it wasn't about that. Yeah. Also just like standing up for your cousin and showing the island's bully who's boss. Yes. I don't know. I think uh, also in that scene, getting out of a vehicle that is completely charred, smoking and on fire and your all white outfit completely pristine is pretty cool, too. That is pretty very cool. cool. Yeah. (laughs) Miracles. My other one has to be Roman riding a Lamborghini door across ice being pulled (laughs) by a tank like that. Just whole like just just thinking that like in words. That just stressed me out. <laughs> it's very cool, though. Joe, I've got some news. What? Tell me. I like Roman in this movie now. No! Have you come around? He's I don't my know favorite. what happened. So, Heather, this is... Thank you. Heather gets it. For yeah. eight laps now, for this entire run of this show, basically, you, almost you, from the beginning. You haven't liked him? I've been like, this is a point where, like, if you watch Roman in Too Fast, and you watch Roman in this, it's like, okay, he was a character, and now he's a character. I keep saying that. Oh, yeah. No, he is. He, he, they do, they do... They amped him up. They did. For sure. They amped him up and he might have amped it up too. Yeah. However, there's something about it. And again, maybe it was the fact that I wasn't, you know, that I, w- that I was so low on him as, a, as a, you know, setting the bar so low, like the expectations or whatever. God damn it if he didn't make me laugh a couple times this movie. Like, and I know the right? jokes. I know the lines. Like, I know, I, not, I don't have this movie memorized, but like, I have more of this movie memorized than anybody ever should. Uh-huh. And... I like Roman in this movie now, and Yay! I don't. Uh, maybe maybe it's gonna fix and uh, not fix no. change in nine, but Roman is so much like the audience at times, like just ah. the like you know, and that's why he's the one who's like, "This is fucking crazy." Absolutely not. I'm not driving out of a building. Are you insane? You know, and I'm like, I am with you. Yes, that is the right frame of mind. <laughs> I never put it in that perspective, but I think you're right. Like he does give like the audience a voice, like. He, he kind of plays the voice of reason, like yeah. not that he's actually the voice of reason, but he like, l- like informs you like, this he is grounds, crazy. He grounds everything. Yes. And that like, this is insane. I also think Tyrese himself is so charismatic, Joey, that that's yes. probably what you're picking up. I like, I like Tyrese, right? Right. Yes. He's goofy and like, he seems like he's like 
playing himself more than yeah. he's playing. Like, he's playing into Roman, he's playing up to Roman, sure, but, like, some of his goofiness is probably just what he sounds like when he's talking about anything, so. There's a very obvious cool moment that you guys have not mentioned yet, what was and it? it is Coach The Rock teaching his <laughs> soccer team how to do the haka <laughs> yes. on the soccer pitch yes. to scare yes. the ever-loving shit out of these, like, 12-year-old girls. I, I think the other team's reaction was the appropriate reaction. I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, like when he does the haka at the end, like it yes. doesn't make any sense, but like it, that's also still cool. I still think that like maybe one of the best action sequences in this entire franchise is that prison break. Oh, like it's hands. so like this it's scored well with that whatever that song yes. is and Statham and the Rock are the two yep. like with with all deference and all respect to Vin Diesel, like they are physical action stars in yes. a way yes. that he is not. Yes. And they are able to do things in that scene and then ultimately in Hobbs and Shaw that he is not. And they're like, "Oh, we 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 have this whole like it's it kind of is an extension of what Heather's been, you know, lauding the last couple of movies for. It's like that you have action actual fighters doing fighting and it's like oh you have physical hand-to-hand combat in a way that's not just like hulk and hulk throwing people through walls it's like oh they are amazingly physical gifted adept yeah people Mm -hmm. doing cool things and like it's cool as hell yeah no for sure i mean that was my cool moment before jason see them in a baby as i've as i've said before like as a as a stunt worker and fight choreographer like watching that like that's a scene that i am 100 percent going to go back and watch and see how they did and shot and everything and it's fun and cool and badass and really sets the status quo of like who these characters are but yeah no and and as you're saying like i'll do respect to vin but it's the difference this is a perfect representation of the difference of people who lift, people who have muscle just because they lift, you know, do you lift, bro? And people who yeah. have muscle because they, like, have active muscle. There's nothing wrong with either, but this is a good representation, again, of the, of the difference. Yeah. It's cool in a way that the movies weren't able to be cool even like two movies ago, right? Like before yeah. Stephen shows up. It's like, because I think that The Rock, so there's an interesting thing that I think The Rock, the character of Luke Hobbs in here is kind of playing also to a certain extent like what The Rock is able to do that he comes in and he pumps up the franchise and you know franchise Viagra all that sort of stuff right but like he's kind of playing their game Mm -hmm. right like he's fitting into their formula and here they're like oh we can kind of build around him and do an entire plot with him and stay them and like see if that works and if it does we'll spin it off or whatever what's interesting what what I don't think I ever really picked up on before in this movie is that when little nobody is basically like fuck it you guys can do whatever you want to do like we're you know there's no rules anymore like mm-hmm. do whatever you're going to do mr nobody kurt russell our everybody's favorite turns to hobbs and says see luke i knew he would get it or something like that and i'm like it feels in a way that like hobbs is both a member of the team and also a team leader yeah. in a way that like dom never was like yeah. dom was the un he was just like understood to be team leader but he was just part of the team and here it's like oh we're side by side with our boss in a way dom is big brother hobbs is daddy yeah mm. yeah and it, it's a weird kind of power dynamic like he has like they work for him they have worked for him and now he's on the team but it's like it's in a way that mr nobody says luke he calls him luke like, nobody calls him luke mm-hmm. like right. it's it's this sort of show of respect in a way it's like yeah interesting and i, I don't know if that's the, if that's that's if that's the rock as like you know embodying the character or just the hobbs character himself independent of the actor but it's like oh there's there's something different going on here that i never really thought about before yeah no i, I that's a that's a really good note i never view, viewed dom as like the leader 
even though he is obviously in a way, but like for me, his role has always been big brother. He's the one you look up to. He's not necessarily the one you follow, but Hobbs is someone you follow. He has more like boss energy. Yeah. Dom is the leader because he was the oldest, because he's the patriarch, but not necessarily because he's the boss. I could follow along with those, yeah. those thoughts. It's in a way like Hobbs will never really fit in. Yeah, he's never going to be a full member of the team where he he yeah. al- he always brings a weird energy because he is the boss, right? Like, that's the whole point. Like Yeah. You don't go out to drinks after work with your boss. Like, that exactly. just doesn't happen. Like, they're, like, hanging out. You'll have, like, a barbecue that's just, like, them sitting around the table. And, like, when Dom's there, they're like, oh, he's a normal guy. Look, it's just Dom. But, like, when Hobbs shows up, everybody's like, sits at attention, right? Yep. It's, like, all, like tense i just never really thought about that there's another there's another element and i want to hear all about heather's thoughts on this one but there's one other thing that i did not pick up on in previous watching but at one point so like early early in this movie letty says to mr nobody do you know why like i can't i i can't fathom why dom is doing this this doesn't make any sense to me dom would never turn against us do you know why mr nobody says gee letty no i don't and it's like you do you do like you do you know what it is mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody asks a follow-up question <laughs> nobody asks like wait what is that like why are you being an asshole like what, what does that mean yeah it's the weirdest reaction to that question gee letty no i don't but like he says it in a way like yeah i do just ask me the question <laughs> but like no <laughs> nobody follows up on it like oh elena's there i get it why what 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 is what is happening what i don't know maybe he's it's that sarcastic asshole response that everyone's just like Ugh, I don't want to deal with this right now. <laughs> it's so weird. It's, just... it's super weird. Yeah, it's literally just, well, no, because then if they ask the question, then it wouldn't be a reveal to them later. <laughs> right, because the whole movie hinges on the family not, not understanding and, yeah. and being worried of Dom. Yeah. Right? They think that he's betraying them for some reason, not that right. he, yeah. If you tell the, yeah, this is the 10 second movie thing. Like, if you'd be like, well, like, you know, Elena's there, and they'd be like, oh, well, he's probably trying to save Elena. That's cool. You can't just let him do his thing because you're still trying to save the world. But, like, if you think as a character, as a person, you know, in this world, that your friend, you know, this this dear person in your heart could kill you for one, for an unknown reason. You're going to act differently than like, oh, he's just, you know, he's he's playing a park because Elena's there and the baby's there or whatever. Like, I don't know how they don't see that, by the way. Like, that's like, like, if you, if you were like, like all of a sudden tried to kill me, I would be like, oh, what the fuck is wrong with Joey? Like, something weird is happening here that I'm not seeing. Not yeah. like, Joey turned on me. You know what I mean? You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. it, like, I would just instantly know, like, we've been together for so long. Like, if you just like totally stop talking to me and right. like doing something, something weird. Be... Something weird is going, something nefarious is going on. Yeah. We just don't know about. For me to be like, oh, he turned and bet- completely betrayed us would be like, I would have to know that he was talking to someone or something. You know what I mean? Like I would have to know that there, there was an actual choice to be made to double cross. Yes. Again, all we know of Dom is this just isn't his character whatsoever at all. At at all. all. So for anyone to, yeah, no, I like the only person that again would make sense to suggest that is Ramsey because she's new. Even like Roman kind of seems like he's always out for himself a little bit. So like the self-preservation thing. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. Like Dom isn't a self-preserver. I mean, he does 
self-preserve, obviously. We see he's a survivor, but, like, he's he's going to give the shirt off his back for his best friend. Like, he's not... If, if shit goes down, he will literally kill himself to save you. Which makes the point of what we were saying earlier so much better. Like, I could actually see Bl- Brian playing this. Yeah. And it would be way more believable than Dom playing 100% because we've already seen that that's in his, like, he's has a history of this, more or and less. And they even, play, they even play that card in this movie when Ramsey's like, oh, I don't know. And Letty's like, no. Like, remember the last movie? He, like, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for him. So, like, shut your mouth, right? So, like, yeah. it's a yeah. weird, like, they're even reminded, like, no, 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 no. Like, Dom's a good guy. It's just like, wait, what? Again, this would make so much more sense for it to be Brian, for that to be Mia. Um, I guess they would then name the baby dom at the end. Uh, <laughs> well well vince already named his baby after dom dominic so. yeah, yeah yeah little nico yeah it, can you imagine if we had to just have like a whole troop of doms running around like whole... <laughs> god, god so many damn. bald babies <laughs> i've monopolized enough time on your lap heather what do you want to think what do you want to talk about this movie favorite parts least favorite parts what do you love what do you hate what are you confused about questions you have hit us with it your thoughts about fate of the furious i love Helen Mirren showing up in this. Yes. Like, oh my God, what a fucking random get. And then I looked it up. Do you know the up. story of this? I did. I looked it up. Okay. Because I, at, at first I was just like. Why the fuck is Helen Mirren in this? Right. Like she, <laughs> like, like she's Helen Mirren, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like what is she doing in this popcorn summer blockbuster action movie yep just as this like weird cameo and then i saw <laughs> that yeah she like i was like who does she owe right like whose brother did she murder that that they're like you have to be in this movie now <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah no the fact that she was such a huge fan of seven which i a hundred percent can understand there you go and then they have her do that god awful like rough rugged northern british accent when normally she's so posh to be (laughs) shaw's mom like uh i just i love it so much again i want that i want just her and jason say them i want that movie (laughs) so good like charlie theron because she too was one for me that i was kind of like really like you don't need your your charlie theron you don't need this franchise right no. Um, especially because I think she would have just come off of Fury Road. It was a little bit later. This is two years after Fury Road. So she yeah. had done stuff in between, I think. Let me actually look that up. That's your action movie. That's your big action movie you want to be in, you know. Um, but maybe it was she got to play a villain in this or something. I don't know. So um, she goes from, just just for context, because we did do the entire podcast yeah. on her. She goes from Fury Road to Huntsman 2, Winter's War. That's right. She which, was in that. Yep. I think she has a very small part in that because she's the villain the first one. She's got yeah. a small part in that. Then she's in The Last Face, which is maybe her worst movie. It's, a, it's like a vanity project that Sean Penn made terrible then she voices in kubo and then this same year that fate of the furious comes out she also does atomic blonde so like she's just in the she's just an action 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 movie she was never not really action like she basically wins her oscar and just like i'm gonna be gonna do cool crazy shit now right like yeah you know she was in hancock and whatever and like prometheus and it's kind of the transition but yeah this this is kind of like oh like let me just do another let me do a franchise thing because like i haven't really really done franchises really except for snow white but even that's still yeah that doesn't really whatever, so, yeah no so. i mean that's true that's that's 100 percent true and not that vin and dwayne johnson aren't a-list stars they are but Charlize is an a-list star of another neighborhood right 
to me, I'm like, oh, you upped the class of this movie with her in it, and then Helen Mirren. <laughs> yeah. Also, okay, here, I have a question. I was trying to look this up to see if there was any significance to this. Maybe there's not. Maybe it's just a pure coincidence. Why does Charlize Theron have literally the exact same hair as Angelina Jolie from Gone with 60 Seconds? <laughs> we don't Probably know. for that, I don't know. We don't know. Probably an homage to that, though, yes. One of the funniest things that Joe has done, I think, is that when I was making our Facebook banner, facebook.com slash too fast too forever, I made a Brady Bunch style of just random characters in the Fast of Hers, and in the middle is Anthony Davis as Alice, and it's just all the different <laughs> people or whatever. And this was before, no, I think, no, Charlie's was Eight here. Wasn't out. Just, no, no, no it was, because, no, yeah, Fate existed before, because we started okay. this at the end of 2017, and this was... Okay. But you're like, just put Sway on there. Just put, just put, nobody's going to notice. And so, like, in, in there is just, is Sway, because, like, it looks like, like, she kind of looks like she belongs in this universe, because, like, yeah. Charlize, it looks the same. So just, like, you just put her on there. Like, nobody cares. And no, not a single person no one has commented. noticed. <laughs> yeah, nobody's noticed until this point. And, like, and, and on it. Facebook, you know, like, we're not a huge podcast. People, know, like, we're not a huge podcast. Like, we bought a lot of followers on Facebook. Like, we just, you know, lots of people who just, like, like clicking the like button. Mm-hmm. But ostensibly had thousands of people see this picture and not one has been like hey why the fuck is gone in 60 seconds she's not in this that's so funny so that's so funny yeah no when i when i first saw her i was like i know what what like i know this i know this awful hairstyle yeah bad hairstyle it's bad and well like also i just feel so bad because it's heavy wait (laughs) have you hold on have you seen her hair in nine no i haven't seen anything Actually, hold on. Before, let me. Yeah, let me, no. Send me what I'm allowed to see. Yeah, it also kind of got memed. She looks like the lady from The Incredibles. It's not better. It's just Different. differently weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I th- she does. Look, she looks good. I mean, she's, she always she's looks good. She's, she's hot. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a choice. It's another choice. Yeah, hold on. Are like evil villains supposed to have bad hair? Is that what they're I trying guess? to sell us on? Oh wow, she looks like Heidi Klum in that profile. Oh, kind of. I remember when Heidi Klum had this haircut too. You're right. Yeah, like, like the meme that went around like was that Heidi she looks Klum. like Karen. Like you know, in, in yeah. on the Twitter, Karens like she yes. looks like a Karen. Like when they get your manager. You know, though, I kind of dig it versus the other one because it's it's like edgy and sleek and no, I I can I can vibe with that one. Like that's more of an evil villain. That's a villain haircut. The evil other one... villain that's super smart and is a yeah! spy and is a hacker. Yeah. yeah. This, the one in, in Fate of the Furious is just like, I haven't showered in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. By choice. Right. <laughs> wow. Interesting. That's, that's, that, that, there's a difference there. It's a look. It's a, it is very different. Iconic. It is. Well, yes. Maybe they finally realized it looked like on in 60 seconds. Who knows? I think that they did it on purpose. There's like a lot of these things that we see, like how like how many Point Break references do we get in six? Right. That's fair. In the next movie, in the final movie you'll be watching in this lap, there is a huge allusion to a, a predecessor, right? Or like a simultaneous, not a really predecessor, but like another thing. So we'll get to that. But like, yeah, yeah they they make allusions, they make references and stuff. So yeah, okay. Yeah. Now what else? What else? I loved the winky face on the pendulum. I thought that tongue-in-cheek oh yes 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 on the wrecking ball i thought the escape from the german facility yeah yeah but again we're just casually killing hundreds of people have you you seem like okay with the laughing you seem like you've really gotten a lot better with it though i think we've grown here i'm at the itch because it's 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 just so (laughs) so much 
it's so much that I just it's just gratuitous. Like, yep. And, and but it makes them all psychopaths. Yeah. Like every single one of them is a psychopath because you know, no, no, I planned for this knowing that it is going to literally murder hundreds of people. But it's okay because we'll be alive. And we're gonna save the baby. That one baby that we, like you said, we don't know. They don't know know they're saving a baby at that point. That's true. Also true, yes. I have a question for you. Okay. Because this is a question I think about now now I've figured it out because we watched the movie so many times. But, like, what is Charlize's motivation in this movie? Accountability. I say this every time. It's accountability. Um, I mean, that's also not a good answer, but it's accountability. Yeah, her motivation is to be a bad guy because everyone else is a bad guy. And so she's going to be the baddest of the bad guys because she's oh so smart. But she does it in the vein of I'm really a good person because I want to make the bad people know that they can be put in their place too, right? It's that. Okay. I think, again, she's just a psychopath and megalomaniac and wants to prove that she's super smart and can get away with anything. Well, what this movie is also doing... Which I'm assuming you probably, because it's not like hidden, but it's also like it requires like remembering other movies, which I know that, you know, some of these are not been your oh, favorite movies. Oh, it's weaving all the stories and making it. Yes. A, yeah, no. And I and I appreciated that. I thought that was, because they could have been over the top with that. And I thought that was handled well. Because Braga worked for Owen Shaw and yes. Owen Shaw worked for Cypher. And yep. so like it's this umbrella of villainy in the Fastiverse that like she is ostensibly the leader of or maybe second in command to or something, right? But she's like, she's, well she's kind of the, like it's, she's the, maybe the Blowfield of Spectre. To yeah. the Bond reference, and Jesus Christ, any of these Bond movies get better because Thunderball. No, Thunderball was not great, and then You Only Live Twice was oh boy. Oh man! So I can't wait to get out of the Connery era because Jesus, I am that's, not enjoying this. But anyway, sorry, that. go on. Okay. No, and I yeah, I think it's she. You know, she wants to be a big bad, and you're getting in the way of me being a big bad. So I'm going to take you off the table so I can be a big bad. It's ego, man. That's just all it is. Oh, this 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 was one of the more laughably just don't think about it too much moments in the film. Uh, Vin Diesel doing a casual 200 miles per hour onto a plane and then stopping immediately in his car. Yeah. (laughs) Just just like he's just casually driving 200 miles an hour and then stops the second he's on the plane. It happens. You know how it works. Physics, man. Well, actually, speaking of Dom and cars, this is the first time I guess I just never looked at the screen at this point. Dom installed a button in his car that he could step on to sputter out the engine. Like, is that a thing? Did he? When what? in New York, okay, so when yes. he like pulls into that alley uh-huh. and he like goes, he hides behind the truck or the van or whatever and goes inside and meets Helen to Mirren. get his window, yeah. They show an insert shot and I rewound it because I didn't remember ever seeing this. And again, this is the 10th time I've seen this movie. He next to, to the left of the, the gas and the brake and a, a, apparently the clutch, there is a pedal with mm-hmm. a red button on it that he steps on and Unjun goes, buh, 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 buh. and she's like, Don, what's going on? And he's like, uh, I don't know, something, fuel, blah, 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 whatever, car stuff. Yeah. And so he pulls in, but like, he installed a button into the car. So it's like a mechanical thing less than an electric thing, so she can't track it. I That's guess, what it but like, like. No, nobody on her team saw inside his car. Or when he installed it, because he's been on the plane. So like, what was he do? Like, yeah, no, that's interesting. Oh, and you said New York, though, and that just made me think of all the cars driving off of things, which I had forgotten, and now I'm sad again. Why? All the cars driving off of roofs and just piling and killing people? <laughs> again, yeah. all this casual murder. It's just... Okay. It's a bit... Like, this was biblical levels of casual murder. <laughs> so, so, here comes my question. Who is worse? 
the Avengers or the Fast and the Furious family for casual murders? I'm going to go with Fast and the Furious because Fast and the Furious, our heroes, are definitely doing way more casual murder than the heroes in Avengers. Like, at least the heroes in Avengers are like, fuck, we got to save these people. And Fast and Furious are just like, fuck, we got to save ourselves. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) There's a lot of self-preservation in the Fast and Furious. There's a lot. There's a lot. I I, I do think... You know, comparing to Marvel again for a second, like, I think that Marvel is a blessing and a curse to every other franchise, because, like, even to itself, because it's like, okay, we need to tell a story, but reference what came before and set up what comes next. And I'm like, I don't know, like, if the MCU is not as successful as it is, I don't know that this has anywhere near the story structure that it has, because I feel like... That's very true. I think that's true. I think that's fair. Before, it's like, it has to not only tell a story here, but also be like, hey, uh, we got to, you know... We got Elena back from a couple movies ago, and now we also got Charlize to be, like, I guess, ostensibly the main villain in the future. And so it's why no movie ever kind of feels like a movie anymore. It's just like, oh, this is just a two and a half hour installment in this, like, yes. 20 yes. hour whatever. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Well, and the MCU, I mean, we see that they, like, they almost brag about it now and the, and the, the, the products that they put out, right? Like... They don't make an effort to fill you in really on the things You're right. you need to know to understand. Because that's my problem, just not to get off of Fast and Furious for a second, but like that's my problem with Captain uh, or with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that's on right now. Spoilers if you're. Well, I've, Joe has seen none, and I've only seen two. So be. Yeah, be yeah I know, I, I, I will. But like, you've seen Endgame, though, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the whole backstory motivating this story is Cap isn't here anymore, and this is the world post Steve mm-hmm. Rogers. Except if you have no context of who Steve Rogers is or what he means to these people or what he means to the world or just, like, really have experienced his impact, the show doesn't, like, y- you, right. need, you need you to know that. This up. Yeah. Yeah, like, otherwise it's just, like, you, the action scenes are cool and, like, you know, you're missing a huge, huge chunk of, like, what is actually emotionally impacting and driving these characters, Sam is dealing with the loss of Steve. Bucky's dealing with, like, everyone is dealing with the loss of Steve, but you never actually get to experience Steve to know what that loss actually is. Obviously, there's been 10 years of Steve that we've experienced as viewers, and and the MCU gets to take advantage of that. But then if this is your, oh, I'm interested in this character, I'm going to check it out and watch it, like, I don't think it's emotionally going to impact them as much as it would Right. And there's easy ways around that, but they don't have to do it and they know they don't have to do it. And like that's something that we've talked about with this franchise, getting it back here again, great yes. segue, is that we said like every one of these movies is somebody's first Fast and Furious movie, but like if Falcon and the Winter Soldier is your first MCU thing, it's like is what? that like, going to motivate you to to go back? You know, people that they're adding to F9 that are going to bring in a new crowd that it's going to be that's their first Fast and Furious movie, but like there's so much mythology. Mhm that exists over the span of 20 plus years you know nine movies and video games and animated series and Spy this racers. and that and the other thing is yeah. short films right like there's so much story that like you don't need to know like you don't need to be us like you don't have to be like insane about it yeah but like if you don't have a sense of like what tokyo drift was or whatever right like which is so important now yeah it's not going to hit in the same way and it's going to be unsatisfying maybe the other side of this i think fast and furious does a much better job of being your entry point along the way than marvel Mm -hmm. ever does like you can watch a fast and furious movie and yes it doesn't hit the same but like 
they'll lead you through what you need to know. And because they, they just, it's so hammering home that like family. You don't family... need to know that they started by stealing DVD players. Exactly. <laughs> you could pick up at five, like you pick up at five, right? You weren't like lost. Like obviously it's better if you like watched up until then. But whereas you're right, Marvel's gotten away to, gotten to a point where like you need to have seen everything or you're just kind of lost for the most part. Right. No, I, I, I will say, like, Fast and the Furious, I definitely do appreciate, like, A, I definitely appreciate where all these characters have come from and, like, can take that with me into this. But, like, I could also 100% have watched this and been able to follow the story about as well as I could have followed it <laughs> as I followed it. At the end of the day, it's every single one of these is a pretty straightforward action movie slash heist situation that if you've seen one, then you can take what you know of that and pass it along. And, you know, there's you have your tropes and the characters. And I don't think Fast and, Fast and Furious would have to be around and making new movies for a long, 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 long time for it to ever get to MCU level, I think. Just because, like, MCU, you have all the different mythologies yep. with Fast and Furious they would have to get to a point where they start introducing more recurring fam- other families, right? And like, yeah. we're just following this family. We're not following Doctor Strange and the Hulk and Black Guardians Widow and Guardians. And, yeah. right. Because that is a good point. Because also, it's keeping in mind, like, there is, like, the Kevin Feige over in Marvel. But, like, this is, it's not, it's not like he's writing every movie or yeah. kind of storyboarding every movie. This is, to a certain extent, just coming from the brains of, like, Chris Morgan and Vin Diesel and yeah. Justin Lin. And, like, that's it. Like, it's the three of them kind of, like, deciding what happens. Yeah. Again, to your point of just having one family, it's like these are the characters and like there's there's a shit ton of them now. Like there's like 12 <laughs> of them or whatever. But like it's not like you have to keep in mind six different mini sub franchises and three different phases and like, oh, here's another phase and here's three other more little movies, whatever. TV right? shows so, and right. yeah, no, you get one movie every couple years. And... Oh, and like there's oh, there's a Scarlet Witch over here. Oh, that's not actually Scarlet Witch. That's actually owned by Fox. And that's we can't really call them mutants exactly. because we don't own that right. So like, sorry. And like, oh, but there's another Spider-Man. But that's not our Spider-Man. Like, yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, these are, this is it, right? It's all the same thing. And I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but every movie more more or less is pretty similar. And again, like, obviously there's a different story and different things happen, but like, it's, you have characters, bad guy does something, we have adventure and break the laws of physics constantly. Someone dies, unfortunately. And we save the world. And we save the world. And the, and then rinse, wash, repeat, right? Like, yep. And that's fine and great. And obviously that works because we see it in every movie, every franchise constantly all the time. So, What else about this movie, Heather? Is there anything else of note in Fate of the Furious? Because we got, I was saying to you via text, you're like, you text me, you're like, should I watch the trailer for nine? I was like, yeah. don't, because even I'm not. But well, I like, just wasn't sure if you guys were going to talk about it today. Right? Because... Yeah, we're, we're so, we, we talked about the intro, like, kind of, but even not really, because I'm not watching it. But, like, Hobbs and Shaw is on a, it exists on a different track. So, like, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, you don't have to see Hobbs and Shaw to go understand everything about nine. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think, unless there's stuff that, like, will surprise both of us, I think, Joe. Like, is it's fair to say that, like, you don't? I mean, Hobbs and Shaw, we will, because like you're contractually obligated. But like, well, also, if <laughs> Jason Statham, hello, yeah, it's a full Jason Statham in the Rock like, movie. Like, absolutely, sign me up. I would have done that for ten episodes in a row. <laughs> right, but like you're you're so you're sort of you're caught up effectively on the main franchise right. like not in the fastiverse and this is kind of it's to a certain point what we were just talking about the mcu like they're kind of building a second family mm-hmm. in, in the right. and yeah. shaw universe yeah. right mm-hmm. so yeah. i don't know but also it took 20 years like it wasn't like hey we have this idea to have like 
six different things become one. Yeah. It's yeah. like 18 years and we're like, we might do a second one. Like, what do you, you guys think we should fuck around with a second one? Maybe. Oh, I, I thought of one more thing that I loved. I what? loved that they brought in the two um, Spanish speaking brothers. Rico and Tego. Yeah. Yeah, Rico and Tego. I loved that cameo in this so much because i loved them i thought they were fantastic they're great characters they're so Wait, great. Hold on. what are we supposed to call them it's not rico and tego it's tego and don omar is that it rico and santos well they have three different we told you this right heather that they have three different names they're yeah. credited as three different names in these movies no i i loved i loved 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 that cameo i died because i think they are just comic gold in every single performance that they have in this in this franchise they are such a good like pressure valve, right? Like they, as soon as they show up and they're just like arguing, like bickering. You're oh, like, it's so good. Yes. It's it's an old it's an old comedic trope, but it works so well, and Ugh. they they nail it. Yeah, no, that was that was fun. It's also cool that they bring back the Cuban guy from the beginning. I was too, just like, hey, gonna yeah, say, no, that was that was nice too. I even like the the very like Ocean's Eleven-y them. like wink with like they show you his flashback to be like it was this guy, guys. Like if you didn't recognize his face, it's the same guy from the well, beginning. Like because they like the have the flag on. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he might not have a fedora, but, like, he has the Cuban flag. Here it is. It's definitely him. I was like, thank you. That's reassuring for somebody like me and you, who has face blindness sometimes, so hair blindness. That was great. And then I just loved the old, like, old school show The Rock being an old wrestling baller holding um, Little Nobody horizontally on the wall. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know he actually did that. Like, oh, yeah. You know he 100% was just like, yes, I'm just going to pick you up and hold you horizontally because I can. Uh, I also want to correct us. It's Leo and Santos. Leo and Santos. You're right. Yes, yes. Tego Calderon plays Leo. Don Omar plays Santos. Tomato, tomato. Well, I mean, there's like six different tomatoes and they're all named different things. (laughs) Yes, tomato. I, I regret saying this, but like, I know you said the normal version and the extended version, there's they're huge differences because of how much more is in the extended but like this makes me want to watch the theatrical version because i'm just so curious what was added in the extended i think just more like longer scenes i'm i'm at this point it's a blur and i can't tell you but i know that like the fight scene in the jail was longer right joey there's a couple extended action scenes because we did last lap two laps ago Jesus Christ, I can't remember. This, oh boy. Yeah. What was the last lap? No, last lap was yeah, last lap was the missing pieces lap, so we watched all the deleted scenes. This just had like three deleted scenes, but they were all extended ones that they just weaved into the extended cut actually. But like I think it's more like there's more character development. There's more between Hobbs and Shaw specifically. Mm-hmm. Um there's more jokes, there's more character bonding, there's like longer takes. Like it's a lot more character y, I think. Like it's more fine like it's not necessarily integral to the plot but okay. there's actually 13 or 15 minutes of like actual like character development that i feel like by this point you might as well and i yeah. think it's it's significant if only compared to other movies where the extended ones are not as significant that makes sense yeah because even the theatrical release of this is like over two hours it's, it's not oh it has to be yeah. Absolutely. yeah it's 215 so you're getting 15 more minutes on top of 215 so and also yeah. i do want to point out that tentatively scheduled f9 for three hours and eight minutes whether that's true or not i don't know but jesus christ i hope there's an intermission i'm gonna need like a like a pause in the middle to regroup 
Anything else, Heather? Uh, give me more Jason Statham with a baby. I hope my baby comes back. But, like, it's still a baby. Like, we're years later, but it's still just, like, a cute-ass baby. <laughs> well, we know that that's... Uh, yeah. I know. Like, I know, I know, I know. I know what I know, <laughs> but I'm also saying I want that baby back as that baby. Let's recast... Let's, like, recast the baby. Like, as someone else, the baby just keeps coming back as that... That is a really cute baby. It has huge eyes, and it's very adorable. I agree. But All babies like, look like potatoes. They do. This one had, like, very... It had, like, a very expressionable face and i thought that was very interesting and cute but yeah i wish that baby we could have just kept it that size and just keep recasting it in movies they'll do the stanley effect where they film all its scenes and cameos just like (laughs) now (laughs) yeah just Just always the same age yeah (laughs) perfect i love it Everybody else keeps getting older. Sean, Sean gets do, older But they do it and with older. Lucas Black. That's so what I'm like... saying. <laughs> Lucas Black keeps getting older and the baby's the same age. It's literally the Wooderson thing. You know what I like about this baby? We keep getting older and it stays the same age. Oh, this just got it's real like, what creepy. what are you talking about as a baby? <laughs> this just got really creepy. <laughs> hey, man, don't blame me. Blame Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Uh... All right, you guys want to play a couple games? Yes. Wait, I just want to say... I feel like we've had a delightful tonal shift this episode. I, I was not expecting this. I think that it took a long time, but I think Heather's finally in. Oh, no, it took Jason Statham, remember. That's Jason fine. Statham. <laughs> we, at some point, you just totally proved our whole thesis for this, which is that at some point, there is going to be a Fast and the Furious for someone, for everyone. You're going to hit a point where you're like, you know what? That one wasn't bad. I like, at least. I think it's Stockholm Syndrome now, guys. Like, I just... <laughs> you might not be I'll take wrong. that, too. Yeah, I, 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 too. I think you might have just broken me. <laughs> All right. First up, this ain't no 10-second race, a.k.a. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. This is where we go on Twitter.com, a.k.a. The Bird App. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. Find anybody we don't know who has tweeted about something that might be interesting of note to the podcast. And we like it, retweet it, and reply to them by saying, boy, do we have a podcast for you. Customize it if we want. And we get points based on if they reply or retweet or like it or email us or whatever. Uh, so far, Heather has zero points. I think collectively, me and Joe might have like three points. This has been a brutal app. This, this was, has been yeah, a very I was always a, a great golf player. So, you know. Um. <laughs> You're even better than acing every hole. You have just not even swung the club. <laughs> That's how good I am. Liam O'Donnell. I found Liam O'Donnell at Liam O'Din. Rewatched Furious 7 with my son. Ending is still a small miracle. Perfect send off, but I'm wrecked. Crying emoji. Boy, do we have a podcast for you and your son, maybe, depending on his age, but family is family. I got a like. Liam liked the tweet. I get the points. Ding. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Well, one ding, because you get one point, not three. But yes. Joe, you found Morgan Hendricks at Loud Tall Blonde. My phone died, but if anyone's still following, I sobbed like an absolute baby at the end of Fury 7. I also screamed at the triple building jump and The Rock ripping his cast by flexing. I don't know why Kurt Russell showed up, but of course he did. This series is everything. And we said we totally agree. And boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing. <gasps> Heather, you found Stop Crying, It's Just a Movie, the movie, and then three <laughs> pictures of Will Smith cradling his dog in I Am Legend. And we said, no matter where you are, whether it's a quarter mile away or halfway around the world, you'll always be with me and you'll always be my brother. Then three pictures of Brian, Brian and his kid, Brian and Dom, and Brian looking at Dom. Beautiful. 
nothing. Yeah, because I broke everyone. They were too sad. They, they couldn't see the like button through the tears. No. Exactly. Somebody cutting onions in here. But again, you know, getting a point collectively feels like a win because Jesus Christ. Yeah. This time, we all have our tweets. We were all such good students. We were. We were really They're good They're all students, in. Actually. Yes. So, Heather, what you missed before you joined was that Joe's like, oh, this is probably not going to be your tweet. This is from April 6th. And I was like, wait a minute. My tweet is also from April 6th. Did you guys have the same tweets? Different tweets, though. Eight okay. days ago, but different tweets from eight days ago. But same so I found, day. Same. It's fucking weird, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's okay. really weird. I found Bennett Campbell Ferguson at Though Bennett on Twitter. I finished watching the Fast and Furious films. Here's my ranking. P.S. I decided that Han and Giselle are my favorite characters. So from the bottom up, number nine, Fate of the Furious. So what I searched to find this tweet, Fate of the Furious in ninth place. In eighth place, okay. Hobbs and Shaw. Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Furious 6, Tokyo Drift, the original Furious 7 in the 2 spot, and the number one, Fast 5. That's a good list. Pretty solid. I'm going to say, great rankings. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Joe, will you please find, because yours is part of like a little bit of a, it's a reply, I believe. So please it is a us reply with to a tweet that says, I'm sorry to all the professionals and fans who follow me for art, but I'll just never apologize for liking the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> Uh, that it was very reminiscent of Heather. The reply though is from Chantel Labelle at Jamonius Gemini. Hit oh, off the mark. I love Fast and Furious because I'm constantly amazed by the spectacle of it. In Fate of the Furious, I broke into hysterics when they protected Vin Diesel from the explosion. It was just so yes. dumb and cool. Yes. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. As a fellow Gemini, we oh okay. agree they are dumb. They are dumb and very cool. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. So what I like about this is as a fellow Gemini, a singular, we agree. So again, <laughs> Gemini nature, fucking Looney Tunes, dual personality there. Grammatically incorrect, but I will... No, 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 but I mean, like, I'm a Gemini, so I was replying the first sentence from me. Oh, no, I get it. I am also just saying it looks crazy time. <laughs> well, that well, if, if they're a real Gemini, the, this this should be the bait and hook right there. It is. This is true. I stand by this. No, yeah. I, I support you, Joe. Thank you. All right, like, Heather. Gemini's no, man. All right. Heather, please hit us with yours yours is also a reply but a reply to the same person riley at ham robber which i just love that ham robber enjoying my sunday morning coffee outside on the porch thinking about jason statham fighting his way off of a spy plane while holding a baby in the fate of the furious wondering if i'll ever think about anything other than fast and furious movies ever again and i want to respond uh you can't beat statham with a baby boy do we have a podcast for you <laughs> it's perfect perfect and him, you didn't even talk about him playing the chipmunks too. Like no. that's like the icing on oh, such a I, beautiful Oh, yeah, the chipmunks. Scene. Like it's the chipmunks Christmas song. I think. Yes, is, right. And that means that at one point we have to imagine that either Jason Statham or Deckard Shaw had the Chipmunks Christmas album on their phone on those iPod. Yeah. Hey man, Spotify. Fucking a man. Airplane Wi-Fi. Either way, he searched it. Just for just to think that Jason Statham or Deckard Shaw searched for the Chipmunks Christmas album, and he had a recall. That's not something he was like, "Oh, play like you know, like daily right. radio, like '80s hits." He had to be like, "Oh, I liked the Chipmunks Christmas album as a child. I will play it for this small child." It's so- just his Spotify 2016 wrapped. <laughs> exactly. I just, yes. I just love Ham Robber here. Like, if you continue on in there, like 
chain of tweets. They're tweeting. They're like, before bed last night, Jesse and I were talking about something completely unrelated. And I started cracking up laughing and had to explain, I'm so sorry. I can't stop thinking about the scene with Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I fail you. <laughs> yeah. It's all I've thought about since Sunday. It's perfect. It it's really a, it's is. It's it. It's all I've thought about. Guys, I want to say that I've already gotten a like. It is from Wells, so it doesn't count. But I already got one like on my tweet. So, you know, putting that, that out count. there. Okay. I know. Fine. I'm just saying. Just saying. We got one more game to play. Dude, what's my car? Dude, what's my car? What's your car, dude? So we're doing one from Kara. So Kara messaged me on Facebook a couple months ago and was like, this is a crazy car. And I was like, no, 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 don't, don't tell me here. Email it in, and we'll play on the show. She's like, okay. This is, I want to say, okay, no, I can't read the subject of the email because that's the, that's the car. Um, <laughs> you can't. Nope. So I wow, you almost sure screwed I this. <laughs> I know. So she says, I realized my original message had my father, but was my father-in-law watching the Travel Channel. If it was my actual father, that would be fucking crazy because he'd be a ghost casually watching the Travel Channel. <laughs> As you do. Sorry, Kara. I didn't mean to laugh so hard, but that was just fucking incredible. Thank you. Okay. So there's some stuff. I'm going to read what she sends a link to the wiki for the car. And then she has some context there. But I don't think I can read the context aloud without spoiling what this is. Because there's a very specific, like, Mm. this is a crazy car. Okay. Crazy. Okay. Crazy. Is it cool? It's, it's, it's unique nobody said yes so okay it's so. not not cool <laughs> it's, it's not not cool it's very of its time i will say okay it is german it is from the 60s it's very of its time okay there were 3800 3800 manufactured okay here here yes. heather i'm gonna make an executive decision here okay joe does not need to guess this right okay but i want him if he can guess what makes it unique we'll consider that a win done I don't know how to get him to guess that without giving it away. We'll figure that out. Is it an amphibious vehicle? It is, it like is half the a Amphicar. Yes, wow. it is. How about that for Babe Ruthing it, right? Yeah. How many other ways could a car be like weirdly unique from the 60s, I yeah. guess? I don't know. And made in Germany. I know that Hitler was into that kind of stuff. Like yeah. amphibious vehicles. So I'm going to send you on Facebook Please. the wiki article about this. And I'm just going to send the picture of the car that she took. She says, the excerpt from the Wikipedia article on the car leaves out the wildest part of the segment I overheard. Quote, Johnson, a known practical joker, was said to enjoy frightening visitors as his Johnson City, Texas ranch by driving them downhill in his amphicar directly into his property's lake, all the while shouting that he had mal- malfunctioning brakes. <laughs> That's she awesome. Says, what the wiki doesn't mention is that at least one occasion... He did this with a prospective cabinet pick as he used such, quote, practical jokes in a vetting system for people he wanted to work with. Since the guy had a good sense of humor about it, he got the job, America, with seven exclamation points. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. I wish I had an amphibious car so I could do that. I think about amphibious vehicles a lot because in Pittsburgh we have the rivers, and so they have, like, all of these um these tours. They call them just ducky tours. Yeah, the duck tours. Yeah, the, du- the duck yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're kind of like everywhere, but like in Pittsburgh, they're kind of ubiquitous because like, you know, you have the river, so you like drive around the city and then they just fucking drive you into the river. So I think they had them in, I want to say they had them in Austin too, and I'm pretty sure they have them in New York. It's the river, the Colorado River. Okay. Like kind of bisects the town. I think maybe, maybe not. Chicago, probably, possibly. New York, Probably. probably, possibly. I don't know. That's cool though. And I think that that's really funny, the Johnson story. That's 
awesome. I would love to drive somebody into a lake and pretend like my brakes were out. Like, oh, fuck! And just, like, drive into this lake. That'd be so much fun. Scary as hell, too. No! I mean, like, yes, but, like... Once you start laughing when you hit the water, they'd be like, what the fuck? I want somebody to jump out of it. Like, this is a great punked episode of, like, you know, like you take somebody famous in the car and you just drive them into a lake. And they're like, shit. And they jump out. And you're like, no, just kidding. Now you're wet. Yeah. Well, Heather, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you for having me once again. One more movie. You're almost done. I'm, I'm so, I'm actually I'm so really pumped excited. for this next one. I'm so pumped. Like, I don't, I was telling Tyler, like, I don't care how stupid and dumb it is because it's these two like i'm just this is gonna be my favorite movie that's what i think so too i think we so will too see also i will say that my favorite character in the movie you don't know yet Ooh, Ooh. i'm ready big surprises there's a couple other like actual surprises too in addition to like one of the main characters <laughs> is there but... a penguin yeah. no there's not, a penguin. there's not a penguin unfortunately no. It's fine. Heather, what do you want to plug? What do you want to talk about? What's going on? Yeah, so there's a lot going on. Um, so we talked about last time, Shadow Man number one is on sale April 28th. So that's coming up very, very soon. So Ooh, please, please, soon. please go check it out. Next week as this comes out. Yeah. Next yes, week. But as this comes out, if you haven't picked it up, last week, the Shadow Man remaster game by Night Dive has been released. Um, very cool so, can we get it where can we get it it is available on steam um for pc right okay. now um so you can just type out the shadow man game it will be out on consoles i think next month i'm not 100 percent on okay. very soon so yeah and then in addition because there's just so much going on right now one of my creator owned series comic series through image time before time we talked a little bit about it last time it's the sci-fi time travel crime book it is on pre-order now from your local comic shop so if you have one please go do that but if you don't have one, what anyone can do right now is we do have a Kickstarter running for a special exclusive edition process book, which includes, you know, design pages, layouts, where you can see how a comic book page goes from script to layout to finished page, interviews with the creators, and a bunch of other really fun exclusive goodies that you can only get on the Kickstarter. That's so please, cool. please, please go check that out and give us your support. And just remind people what you search on Kickstarter to find that? Time before time. Time before, t- not time after time. No, time nothing but time. time before nothing but time. Nothing <laughs> but time before not- yes, perfect. Well, so Heather, you'll be back in two weeks to talk about Hobbs and Shaw. But Joe, between now and then, we have got tell me a crazy endeavor. A crazy endeavors may be too strong, but we've got a project that spans time and space and three different platforms. Time before time. Time before time. Time during time and time after time. Next week on this feed, on this very feed, we're doing Shogun Assassin. One of my favorite Ooh. fucking movies. I love this movie so much. Which is the movie that is, that is watched at the end of Kill Bill 2. Yes. Which I will not say the context of, because that is a spoiler for Kill Bill 2. <laughs> You've been doing really good at not spoiling movies everyone's seen today. I know. <laughs> good job. Heather, in the he, intro, Joey, I said, Joey if you've not seen spoilers. The Godfather yet, if you've not seen The Godfather yet, it's pretty good. <laughs> so next week is Shogun Assassin. Then, so... The backstory here is that Shogun Assassin is an Americanized cut Mm -hmm. of the first two movies in a Japanese film series called Lone Wolf and Cub. Yep. So the first two movies of that are called Lone Wolf and Cub Sword of Vengeance and Lone Wolf and Cub Baby Cart at the River Styx. And so they took those two movies and they did like most of one and a little bit of another and they put it into Shogun Assassin. They released that. So we're doing that on the feed here next Tuesday. Cool. Then... 
over on Third Time to Charm, because Mike Manzi, the resident story Mike Manzi, will Oof. be here talking about that, because on his him in a podcast, yeah. we are going to do the third Lone Wolf and Cub movie, Lone Wolf and Cub Baby Cart to Hades, which is also called Shogun Assassin 2, Lightning Swords of Death, if you want to be confusing about it. <laughs> but Lone Wolf and Cub Baby Cart to Hades, we will be doing on Mike's podcast. And then, that's not enough. Then, as our Patreon bonus episode for May, we are doing Lone Wolf and Cub Baby Cart in Peril, which is the fourth film in the series, also known as Shogun Assassin 3, Slashing Blades of Carnage. Then there's two more beyond that that we're not going to cover, but there are six Lone Wolf and Cub movies. We're effectively covering four across three episodes, two on here, one on the main feed. Two threes for Mike Two threes. Yeah. Here, Patreon. Mike's podcast, Third Time to Charm, all over the place. But just watch those. They're, there's a beautiful Criterion box set of those. They might be on the Criterion channel as well. They're out there. Shogun Assassin's fucking awesome. It's cool. It's so cool. So Lone Wolf and Cub, just get on that because there's a bunch of that. And I think they're all short. Like Shogun Assassin's like 80 minutes. Like I think they're all like relatively hey, short, which is nice. All you so. need to know is sometimes you got to take a risk if you want to take a bath. That's all I got to say about that. That's all we got. So Shogun Assassin <laughs> next week, Hobbs and Shaw in two weeks. But Heather, thank you again once thank again you, for Heather. joining us. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so glad, glad that you actually enjoyed this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Don't let it marinate, but it's okay. No, Joe, Joey, whenever I text you, it's never mean-spirited. <laughs> it's never. It's more out of anything. It's just shock <laughs> and exasperation and just so many questions. So many questions. I just that's, have that's fair. so many questions. Totally I, I guess I should. I, I was just caught off guard by the quote, "How the fuck is there an hour left in this movie? <laughs> what did you make me watch?" Question mark. That's fair. Point. That's totally fair. A hundred percent. Yeah. I just we got to a point. I can't remember what exactly. Oh, I think it was like right when they went to quote unquote Russia, obviously Iceland. I I just had this moment of like, how is truly like how is there an hour left of this movie this is very clearly the climax right <laughs> yeah it feels like that a lot in fast and furious movies sometimes right well you for, you forgot the most important thing every movie must end in a barbecue that's true i oh, that is yeah. true but uh little did i know jason statham and a baby was waiting for me so on the other side yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm <laughs> For all things Too Fast Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever, or at Too Fast Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com. Like Joe picked out in the hat before, undying love and affection available to you for as low as a dollar a month. What are you doing? Don't you want to be loved in this world? Someone will, we need somebody to love. (laughs) To know that someone would love you forever for a dollar a month, or if you want stickers, or if you want to pick what we watch, or if you want a swag bag, all there, TooFastTooForever.com. Also, we got a store, TooFastTooForever.shop, if you want some cool stickers and t-shirts or whatever. Come back next week for Shogun Assassin, and in two weeks for Hobbs and Shaw. I'm sorry, The Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Heather Antos, and we'll tell you all about it. We see you.